Three HL 104.5 The Zone, Brent Hardy, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. Speaking of Ron Slay, what up? doesn't Ron Slay have some sort of produced intro that we might need to play here? Why hey, you? I'm in the build. Best believe I'm in the build. Better be ready. I'm in the build. build. Ready on roll, I ain't got no room. Time for the show. Yes, it is. And I'm riled up, man, thanks to Otto. I was already riled up, but he just, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for Texas to get to this. Mr. Two-Tone wrote, that exchange between Slay and Sam Otto is everything good about sports. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Because y'all are really kind of getting into it. Like you need that. Yeah. That's what it's about. (laughs) And then can get up after, you know what I mean, hit each other up, man, let's go get a bill. That (laughs) is. Y'all did hug it out after, so there you go. Yeah, that's what I mean, you went upside down, like, hook him and. You could see his body, like, quake. Man, he took a stab at us, man. You know what I mean? I hand the hooker good, and, you know what I mean, everybody else, what else you got? Like, man, look, thank you for boss, man. Move on. <laughs> You're welcome for Shocker Smart. We That's just a nice down. preview of what Texas in the SEC is going to be, that- and I am here for it. Well, it was funny because he said they've been down for 10 years, and then when I said, what's Texas done? And he was like, what do you mean what's Texas done? I'm like, the- you just said it. That's why they've been flipping coaches. The crazy thing okay, in all Texas, of it is, though, well, I'm not gonna get is when, when they got their attention focused on us, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be people like Babs that went to <laughs> Auburn, come over and club them on the head. You know what I mean? Then Arkansas going to club them. Then Florida. See, they're so, going to be so worried about Tennessee. Then the, then the two UTs unite? Is that what you're oh, saying? No, never. Uh, not a day on earth. <laughs> not a day on earth. No, I mean that with every bit of my soul. Never. Listen, man, we were playing, Tennessee was playing Texas, man, in basketball, and I got three messages, not text messages, not calls and leaving a voicemail. Finding a way to leave me, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't want no FaceTime. They found a way to leave me a video message. Three different players that went to Texas. The hate is there, and it's going to stay there. Because they said that's the real UT. Yeah. So, real quick, we got a few minutes. Todd Furman's busy. He's got things going on. We missed him on Wednesday. He's right here right now. And, Todd, this line has been popping back and forth, like three and a half to four and a half, depending on where you go. It might be four today. What what are we looking at here with the Super Bowl? Yeah, more or less four, pretty much the consensus uh, across the board out here in the desert. And when you look at a lot of other shops, the ones that did get to four and a half and wanted to hold their ground weren't able to. There's been a lot more support for the Bengals than initially anticipated. When you talk about this Cinderella run they've put together, Joe Burrow and company 6-0 straight up and 6-0 against the number of the last six. If you're looking at season-long metrics, you can't possibly make a case for the Bengals, but maybe they have something special going on and they're able to complete what we thought would have been an improbable feat when they started the season at 150-1 to to win the Super Bowl. See, the public going behind the Bengals, that makes me want to go the other way. But before we get into that, how has the public done this year in the NFL? I mean, the public typically will struggle throughout the course of the season. When you look at some of the exotic bet types that we saw throughout the postseason, one of the bigger wins for the sportsbooks was actually the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Kansas City Chiefs outright. Kansas City, of course, tied into a lot of money line parlays and teasers, blew up a number of exotic wagers last weekend the same way that Green Bay perform that feat the week before but this is a game uh, that we talk about all season long in the national football league and across all sports where the public will get their say because there's only so much professional money to go around this is one of the tighter numbers that you're going to see on a sporting event throughout north america and it's why you see more seven-figure bets come in on the super bowl than you will on nfl or college football throughout the course of the season in total where do you have this point spread uh, i make the game 3.9 
So that tells you okay. exactly how I'm looking to try and approach it. Uh, unfortunately, the only angle that I'll take is a Rams money line ticket if the price were to trend down a little bit more. But as things stand right now, no investment on the side. And to be quite honest, uh, I'm a little disappointed that we're not getting the 49ers against the Chiefs from a props perspective because I really think there would have been a lot more value and opportunity in that game than what the betting market has yielded so far in this one. I feel you. Todd, I'm going out on a limb, man. I'm going to create my own line. That's how confident I am leading up to the yeah, he's, You're going six, aren't I'm, you? I'm, I'm pushing nine <laughs> to six, Todd. I don't even, you know what? I think all the magic done. Ain't no more rubbing the lamp. The lamp done broke. Jenny ain't popping out. You done used all your wishes up. <laughs> you use your wish with Oakland. Use your wish with the Titans. Use your wish with Kansas City. How many people have you seen rub the Jenny lamp and he pop out and say, oh, you know what? I forgot you got four wishes. It's it. Party over, Todd. Hey, I mean, you know, we've seen weirder things happen in the past, and, you know, Joe Burrow has this entire city and much maligned fan base believing that they can accomplish the impossible. At the same time, the Rams were a team that caught a lot of buzz early in the year when they basically mortgaged the next 17 drafts to acquire Matthew Stafford and Vaughn Miller. They didn't live up to some of their expectations throughout the course of the regular season, and they're just now finally starting to find a little bit of stride. But at the same time, this is a Rams team that was also down 17-7 going into the fourth quarter against the 49ers and we're able to complete the biggest comeback that we've seen in championship game history. So it's not as though the Rams have been an absolute offensive and defensive juggernaut. I think it'll be fascinating to see which quarterback wilts under the bright lights uh, and which secondary player can step up, make the big play, and make himself a household name after Sunday is complete. Six, Todd. I said it. Can't <laughs> <laughs> about that breakdown. Todd, um, are, are, is there a prop or two that, that you like in this one? Yeah. There are a couple props uh, that I think are interesting, and some of these have moved a little bit, but uh, I'll give you ones that still have uh, quite a bit of value, uh, and the numbers haven't moved too much. One of which is Joe Mixon under his rushing total. Uh, that number should be upwards of 64.5 down to 62.5. I think anything in the low 60s offers a little bit of upside and opportunity. The one thing about Mixon, when you look at his usage levels, he's been out there primarily as a first and second down back where they go to Samaje Ryan on third down. So if the Rams see Mixon out there, they may key on him and force Joe Burrow to beat him over the top. I think Mixon's workload will be there, but I'm not sure he'll be the most efficient. When I look at the Rams, I think they'll have more time of possession than the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Uh, that's a prop that I think I last checked was minus $1.40. haven't checked in the last couple of hours. The Rams, uh, a team that we talk about for a high-flying offense, we know about Cooper Cup and what he brings to the table. But they're more than content to play keep away, run the football, especially into the three-man defensive front that's made this Bengals defense so successful this postseason. Uh, and when you're looking at you know some of the other ancillary scoring props that are out there, I'll lay a dollar fifteen that the Bengals result. The result of the Bengals' first drive is a punt. Now every book is worded a little bit differently, so caution people to read the fine print. But I think the Bengals will come out a little bit conservative. Wouldn't shock me if we get run, run, incomplete pass, and a punt on their opening series. Todd Furman, make your time today. Really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Enjoy the game on Sunday. You got it, guys. Have a safe trip back to Nashville. Enjoy the rest of your time on Radio Row. At Todd Furman, Bet the Board Podcast. Get that where you get your podcast. Uh, him and Payne Insider do a great job. Uh, when we come back, we'll visit with the great Kevin Harlan next on 104.5 The Zone. All right. Yes! <laughs> this your guy. It is my guy. I told you something was off of me today. I think it's three days in Los Angeles. It's, Dude, it's serious. There's like some microbacterial thing that's gotten into my head. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah. Three HL one zero four five. This home, Britt Norton, Don Davenport, Ron Slay. Oh, he's got my back, bro. You better believe it. Ten uh, toes down, baby. Kevin Harlan coming up.
Ramon Foster coming up. Trey Wingo coming up. Greg Cosell coming up. We got a lot still hey, left in the tank. Good. We got some you, substance man, coming up. So do. <laughs> hey, that's why we got to balance. There's okay. nothing more substantive than than uh, Kirby's story to start the show. Oh, I'm still shook from that. Hey, oh, we, by we, the way, guys, we had a caller that called in and said that Kirby could have avoided all of that by if he would have just walked in and said, "I'm in the building." So, you know what? Yeah, you you got to announce when you're in the building, man. So the, the crux of that Save story is oh, one Valentine's Day, Kirby came in, his wife was on the phone, hung it up, said a curse word, and was like fidgeting. So he star 67, called it back. The guy answered false alarm, and he goes, no, I'm home. And he got divorced 90 days later. <laughs> that quick. I mean, that, that happened, right? No explanation needed or anything. Wow. Our coverage on Radio Row presented by Ferguson HVAC, quality products, exceptional service. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. A Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa, Nashville's only full-service salon, Day Spa, gift boutique located in Cool Springs. USS, United Structural Systems, with over 25 years of experience. Homeowners trust USS. There's another game slate coming up this weekend. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Go balls! Tennessee's won six SEC games in a row. Vanderbilt's won two. SEC yeah. games in a row. Don't need and to make it three. They're much better, obviously, than they've been the last several years. They have. They have been. Um, they have gotten um, to jail. They've been able to jail. They've been able to lean on guys. They've been able to get to the foul line. Um, that's the biggest thing. And we heard um, Will Wade um, talk about that game with LSU and Vanderbilt. An hour they, after he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, when he wanted to play that little game. Yeah. But um, Vandy's done a terrific job. I think Stackhouse, man, has, has finally got guys playing the way he wants them to play. And kudos to him. They're defending. They're being able to be efficient and knock down shots when they're winning outside of that. Um, they just got to always be the little brother. You know what? We'll always leave scraps on the table. We'll even cut the, the ends off our peanut butter and jelly and leave that for them so they can get good and full. There you go. FPI? That's how I'm feeling today. Yes, I mean, I'm trash what talk in the world trash talk kind Friday. of like analysis was that? <laughs> that, was, that was a bias analysis. <laughs> that's, that's what that was. That, that was, was a bias analysis, man. FPI <laughs> has Tennessee <laughs> with a. <laughs> you know what I mean? FPI <laughs> has Tennessee with a 93.2% chance to win this basketball game. Tennessee won 68 60 in Nashville in January, but certainly a competitive uh, game uh, all the way to the buzzer. <laughs> Tennessee's won nine in a row against Vanderbilt and 11 out of 12 in the basketball series. So that game's coming up at uh, 5 o'clock on Saturday. You can catch it right here on 104.5 The Zone. And the reason I went on that rant is, rant is because I was going to give them props and I couldn't think of the kid's name. But ever since they got Rodney Chapman back, okay, here's the real analysis. Ever since they got Rodney Chapman back, he has been playing really well. You know, he's the guy that went off against LSU, shot the ball really well. So now you're having another guy in the backcourt to um, help Pippen really alleviates a lot of pressure. The guys that had to step up at first wasn't those type of guys. Those are reserve guys. This guy's a guy that starts. So now you got him, you got Scottie Pippen Jr., and you got, what's my guy, Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright is always a problem. You know, mm-hmm. he always has good games. It seems to be against Tennessee. But I honestly do believe. He takes these long, slow strides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then next thing you know, he's at the rim. Dude, he's the guy at Bethlehem Center. Just just slow playing, just, you know, uh, getting you on his hip at the YMCA, put you on his hip, do all the moves, and get buckets. So, I mean, um, kudos to them. I yeah. do think Tennessee's playing with a different focus right now because of that win on the road in Mississippi State, which was a tough win. You always need some point, something in the season to keep rallying. Every about six or seven games, you need something to refocus you. And I think Olivier happened to do that. I mean, you, you've had a show so far. I mean, you just broke down that Tennessee Vandy game. You, you admitted from a – 
biased perspective. You went horns down to to Sam Acho sitting right across the table from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you were tired of all this UT talk. Yeah, I, and, and you know what, man? At, at some point, man, you got to draw the line. You know, you got to tell the people, listen, this is who I am. It's Trash Talk Friday, and this is the line I stand on. You also went Brian Harson is like Fredo in The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, at some point, Michael's going to kiss him and tell him, I love you, Fredo. I loved you. Or he's going to shoot him in the boat. In the boat. One of the two. Like, you need to get you shipped off to Vegas. You point today. Yeah, I mean, what's up, Babs? I'm here. What's happening? <laughs> what's that? Rest in peace of Santonio Beard, man. My boy got beard today, so that's what, that's where I'm at. Oh. I'm talking trash for my boy. He had trash talking to him, so I'm working with him today. And you delivered a video message. I did. Of hope, right? Most definitely. Yes. Most definitely. And then the, that was hard to do. Wasn't then it? my boy, then my boy, Pastor Mitchell got up and told the people. I told Ron Slay. I told Ron Slay when I saw the video last night. I'm gonna play it. And when I hung up, I should have told him, man, you know this video too long. <laughs> so I didn't know Pastor Mitchell was Pastor Mitchell. Yeah, like, I, knew, I knew him as Cleedy at Hillsboro High School. Breedy and Cleedy. Yeah. So he, he, he did tell They had twin brothers. No, he didn't. He laughed about it in front of the congregation. So thank, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Brianna. <laughs> but that's my man, man. That's my man. <laughs> I love, I love that you hang out with Hillsborough guys, man. Hey, man, I hang out, man. Listen, I told y'all I'm a Tennessee mutt. Like you know, I was born in Memphis, bred in in in, in Chattanooga, and then raised in Nashville, and on all sides, east, west, north, and got plenty of friends out south. So it's you know, I mean, hey. spent a little time in Knoxville too. Uh, and 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 and. and and dropped them in Knoxville. <laughs> Learned to drop them. Anybody with pets know what I mean. <laughs> Ron Slate. Ron Slate 35 on Twitter, at Don Davenport TN. What's up, Babsy? Doherty. You kind of did this, though, Babsy. I did. I started it. Like, you started this. Like, and I was like, I was just cool, you know what I mean? But then I saw Babs digging in, and I saw him get back at the Babs, and I was like, you know what? I'm in the SEC. I want something. something. Let me get a lick in real quick, Babs. And that's what's going to happen to Texas in the SEC. They're going to be focused on something else, not knowing that each Saturday, man, it ain't. That's why it means more. It's different than the Big 12 and the Pac 12. All that. SEC, every single game is a different experience. You know what's funny is that spring game, when I first met, because I didn't know Sark. I had I had mm-hmm. not covered an Alabama game when Sark was at Alabama. So that spring game was the first time I had met him. We did our coaches' calls on Zoom and all that. So first time I actually met him in person on the field prior to the spring game. I was just chatting with him and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like, hey, it really enjoyed talking to your players like this guy this this staff whatever you know just kind of kind of chatting and um he was like yeah i said i i missed you while you were at alabama but the last three years i've covered games on sec network because he was like i haven't i haven't met you right. before like what have you been doing kind of thing and so i was like so i've mi- i've missed you over to SEC Network, Alabama's not on SEC right. Network ever because <laughs> they're always a primetime prime game. Time. Even if they or, were, you're not talking to coordinators. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and so uh, and so he was like, yeah, he was like, I, you know, trying to turn it into the SEC here. Yeah. And that was prior to the news coming out that Texas wow. was joining the SEC. So wow. I don't. I wonder if he knew yeah. that it was coming, Feels one, that way, yeah. or two. It was interesting to hear Acho just say, that's what he's doing. He's trying to transform it into an SEC-looking yep. mm-hmm. program. That's another interview you need to go back and check. I mean, Otto and Slay went head-to-head. Head, head. 
And, and he spoke four I, feet apart. And he was honest all the way until the point you asked him about what Texas has been the last. Well, I mean, he was just dogging Tennessee. We know where Tennessee yeah, is. I mean, yeah, we've been trash. It's cool, but we're back. <laughs> We had one decent season and we're back, we're baby. Back, baby, that's right. That's we're climbing out the ashes. But guess what, though, Beth? Don't you believe that's the same thing, you two, Mayor? That it is a different look, and I think that's yes. that was a lack of what Tennessee had. Also, that the players on the field look different when you've been the SEC. You're in the SEC program to me than any other program. Like when you you got you get to travel yeah. all over the nation to watch other teams play. It's a different, trenches. It, yeah. It's a different look in the trenches. Trenches are just different. Yeah. Size and speed yeah. of that size. That's yeah. Because I, I got a good look this year true. at a lot of different conferences, right. which was kind of fun after being in the SEC for three years. Right. You know. Right. I mean, you saw Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon. So he, he went on a long rant about how he, he would never go to Alabama and all this stuff yeah, about the there. SEC. He was wandering around here on Radio Row. I was hoping we could grab him, but. His schedule didn't work out. His handler came over while we had Warren Moon, about to have Warren Moon on, and he said, I've got Kayvon Thibodeau. I was like, I'd love to put him on. He goes, great, let's do it. And I was like, no, I've got Warren Moon. He goes, this guy could be the number one pick in the draft. I'm like, I heard him say that. This did guy's you, Warren did Moon. Did you hear me say that Warren Moon is sitting, and I will take him 100 times out of 100 over Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah. Let, Sorry. Let me remove Warren's gold jacket. Now, yeah. what did you say? Yes, me, exactly. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, and by the Plus way. We covered the Titans-Oilers franchise, like, come dude. Come on, now wait a minute. Did you hear that guy say that? <laughs> I no, didn't I didn't. Say, I heard him, but I, 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 I was chatting with Warren else. at that time. <laughs> yeah, I thought, it was, I thought that was funny. All right, that I is want... really funny. And by the way, just real quick about Thibodeau, I don't know if you saw um, it was McShay that came out with kind of a negative yeah, like uh, pre-draft grade on him. And it's funny because after I worked that Oregon game, I was chatting with Cosell about him too. Mm-hmm. And I said they moved him around everywhere. I said, am I – Am I wrong in saying that I felt like they didn't need to if he is the player that they say he is, is, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Thibodeau in the draft in the next level. You you shouldn't need to find mismatches for him, right? right? Like he should just go out there and dominate He should be able to. I mean, they play Cal. Right. So this whole Bengals thing, like I want to buy into the Joe Burrow and everybody's for the underdog. Like 63% of the bets are on the Bengals, right? Like the public loves this story and this team. But I just can't, man. I, I keep looking at the trenches and thinking about Aaron Donald and mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller and all those guys going against that offensive line who says they're the best in the NFL, yeah. but we all know they're not. Um, man, I – You feel different too, huh? Yeah. I might go with your Rams minus six. I'm just I, – Okay, that's a little dramatic. Okay, five, five and a half. I want no hook. I hate to tell y'all, I'm with you. You're with the Rams? I'm with the Rams. Yeah. And this is why, though, because – I just look at what this Titans defense was able to do to them mm-hmm. at their ability to get to Burrow. Now, did it phase him? No. Right. But Ryan Tannehill's three picks, and I'm not saying they're all on Ryan Tannehill, but the fact that that they turned the ball over as many times as they did, that's why the Bengals won. That's why they yeah. had the chance at the end. I don't see Matthew Stafford and the Rams doing that. Right. For for as much as everybody says that, oh, well, Matthew Stafford will throw a pick. Well, yeah, he will. But if you look at what he's done this year in this offense and what they're doing, and maybe Cosell can jump into it too. Like mm-hmm. perhaps not all of his picks this year are yes. on him, which we have that conversation often when we're that's, looking that's at Ryan Tannehill. So, well, but, but also, like, his ability to throw interceptions um, comes in, in large cases, according to Cosell, and it makes complete sense. And 
his desire to just let it rip. Yeah. And right. so, like, the things that make him great also throws an errant bullet out there every once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah. spot on. And I, uh, from the defensive side, like, I, I can't wait to ask Cosell. I know what Donald and um, Von Miller have been doing, but – it's it's the it's the other guys up front too, and I can't remember was yep. it a week ago, two weeks ago. It was either Coach Mac or Cosell that mentioned Gaines and and Robinson and was talking about them. Like, dude, you got to keep an eye on them too. Like, we know who the stars are, yep. but these dudes getting busy too. So, yep. and, and to your up. point, we we talked a little bit about about this game with him last week, and and obviously yep. we'll get into more detail uh, today. But that that's kind of his take on Stafford, and and uh, I, you know I'm I'm with him. I mean. He threw a bad ball. There's no doubt, and they they probably shouldn't be here because that ball should have been picked off. But you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. I just think Zach Taylor and and what they've been able to do, or or what they're scheming or planning to do to protect Joe Burrow and give because it doesn't matter how much freaking swagger Joe Burrow has if he's on his back he can't do anything as Kansas City yes so they're exactly (laughs) so they're if they can run the ball maybe they'll be okay but my take is that Taylor and Joe Burrow aren't going to be uh, be able to do enough to give him enough time to let him impact the game, and it doesn't matter how good the Bengals' defense is. I, I hate that we missed out on Kevin Harlan. We'll get him on again sometime. Uh, mm-hmm. But coming up, our, our buddy Ramon Foster, and more Savage. than a buddy, family. Yeah, that's family. Ramon uh, Foster, big savagery. Uh, Jay Martin, Ramon, weekday 6 to 10. Catch him right here on 104.5 The Zone. Ramon Foster's take on what's coming up in the Super Bowl next on 104.5 The Zone. Three HL 1045 the zone. We've got a busy table over here. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay, Don Davenport, Will Bowling's dancing. Or he was dancing. Oh no. And he said he quit because he didn't want all the girls to flag over here at once. <laughs> and they stayed away. Why are you laughing, Davenport? Uh, because y'all know I have zero rhythm and I have more rhythm than Will Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Buck Rising sitting over there. The, Is Buck's mic even on? The Buck Rising. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's not Buck Rising. It's I think we should combine three shows real quick. Buck, what's up? Shall we? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> There's Kirby. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. You want me on there, too? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a this and, is and, disorienting. And now, we, and now we've got Ramon Foster. Big Savagery. Ramon. We got three shows what? all up in one Ramon, space. Ramon, do not go get your hair cut at a woman's house on Valentine's Day. <laughs> what? Hi, Ramon. What does that even mean? <laughs> you missed it. Yeah. My first year being married, I found out on Valentine's Day as I was getting my hair cut that it was Valentine's. Not Day. now, Kirby. Ramon is here. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Ramon, what's up? Not much, man. Listen to you guys crush it all week. All I can say is, man, you guys must be stars, and y'all won't leave me again. Well, the, the best. <laughs> yeah, we the need be- you out here, Ramon. The, be- the best story, though, that came out of this week was Kirby, also another Valentine's Day story, saying that he learned that, that his wife was having an affair on Valentine's Day and got divorced 90 days later. Mm-hmm. Man, well, that was enough time for him to go on 90 Day Fiance, too. <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> oh, my God, you Kirby, would you would be that. perfect right, on 90 Day Fiance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, but don't, don't play with me. You know I'm into all the degenerate stuff. That's right up my alley, man. I'm going overseas <laughs> thinking they can find love in 90 days, and all they want to do is just link up. Nah, man, boy, let me watch their world crumble. <laughs> so, so uh, Ron Slay famously has his own set of intros that we play from time to time. Ramon Foster also has his own intro. Hunk Who the hell are you? Ramon. You know. Say my name. Ramon. 
What? Say my name. I don't have a damn clue who the hell you are. Yeah, you do. Do you respect the bad guy? Ramon, Ramon. Ramon, I'll tell you this for being uh, out here in LA, and we haven't talked with Buck about this. I'm curious to get your take too, Buck. But the more I want to buy into the story of Joe Burrow and the upset minded Bengals, the more I think, man, this game's still one in the trenches, and the Rams have a distinct advantage there, and I'm going Rams. Man, Brent, I'll say this and gang, like this week has been one of the most confusing weeks, I think, in all of Super Bowls, all the Super Bowls I've ever watched, even been a part of, because this is the one year in which there is no proven guys, there are new guys, there's a new team, there's a newly rebuilt team. You got one team on the end of the spectrum that pays for a whole lot of free agents. You got one that's got a bunch of homegrown guys that have never been in this situation in this in this position either as far as the Super Bowl goes. Like, I, I, I picked the Rams to win. But a part of me is saying I do think Cincinnati can beat them at the same time. It's so many unknowns. In recent history, there's got to be one of the most untraditional Super Bowls in the last 20, 25 years. Mm. Mm. Listen here, Savage. Now, you my dog. You know what I mean? I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl with you. You're going to get some good speed. I got wings and all that. You know what I mean? Boy, 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 boy going to lay that shoulder on the grill. You know what I mean? Make I am. Lean a little bit. You Ooh, know what I mean? I know we're going to make that famous little coleslaw. Where make the hell was ours? Yeah. Hey, 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 come on now, Buck. Hey, I see the address. Hey, hey. <laughs> but guess hey, what? We ain't sending no addresses out there to show up. So, Buck. It's true. Up. It's true. I'd, I'd flake. That's true. <laughs> I'd flake. He gets sauce all over his jumpsuit. At least he's honest. Hey, Savage, this is what I'm thinking of, man. The game in the trenches, man. Like, I, I always yeah. feel, and I don't know if this is me being biased with you being uh, who you are and me knowing the game and watching the game, and I'm always hanging around linemen, whether it's offensive or defensive. <laughs> man, you know what I mean? All the way dating back, you know? Um, so, yeah. I know the game's won there, man, and I've been programmed to know that it's won there. If I look at it on paper and I take it from what it's worth from watching the last two games, how could I not go with the Rams? You and I'm, I'm with you, but the other part of is the same reason why the Titans have hired Tim Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Like Cincinnati has a legit passing game. I, I mm-hmm. think – Wins and losses are more determined by turnovers than they are anything else. The way Cincinnati offensive line has got beaten up all year long, the way, you know, looking at uh, the way the Rams marched down the field on Tampa Bay to beat them, you know, like the passing game is there for both of those teams. The the, the real issue is going to come down to who's going to turn the ball over. I'd like to say it's going to be Joe Burrow, but, Buck, I think I was listening to your show earlier today that said when he's getting pressure, he connects almost, what, 90% of the time, or him and Matthew Stafford connect like 90% of the time. I'm thinking to myself, well, dang, like they don't miss as far as that goes. So the trenches, you got Joe Mixon on one side, Cam Akers on the other with two, you know, at least run-savvy offensive lines for the most part. Joe Mixon, to me, gives more of a dynamic side of the of the run game than I think Cam Akers does at this at this moment right here. He runs well. He catches the ball well. He he just fully is one of those guys that compete very good under contact and in space and through the gap, too. So, again, I, I'm saying the Rams, but a yeah. part of me is tugging me to the other side to say, no, nah, Cincinnati can actually pull this thing off. And then 
looking at the defensive side, too, for Cincinnati. They got some stuff. We had Trey Smith on earlier today, and that's the one thing that he pointed out. I was like, man, Cincinnati's got a tricky defense. And I, I knew exactly what that meant. That meant you can sleep on them if you want to, but that's when they'll get you with turnovers. That's when they'll get you with sacks, and that's when they'll have you going three and out, three and out, three and out, which is what they kind of did to uh, Kansas City in the second half, a little bit of that for, for you know, a good bit of that game where they can get back into contention with them. I want to believe in Stafford, but you guys saw the way he crapped the bed against the Titans. He's had other times in which he's just, you know, gone like, okay, is that Detroit coming out? Where's Megatron or somebody to save him? You know what I'm saying? So yep. football is, is intricate, it's weird, it's, it's more silly, I think, than any other sport because you you, you got 11 guys that got to be on the same page and most of them have to be on the same page. Basketball, one guy can take over the game. We look at, you know, the NBA and the trade uh, command that, that, that uh, James Harden, he demanded. Like, that was one guy that demanded two first-round picks and, like, three other dudes. Like, football, that doesn't necessarily happen unless it's a quarterback. And, and even still, people look at it sideways. It's a normal thing in other sports except for football. And I think Cincinnati's got that hang-together, momentum, ride-with-me kind of mindset. So, yeah. Savage and, and Brandon, whenever y'all get back to Tennessee, I lock that down to probably five or less whenever it comes down to the game because I feel like they always got a shot. And that sucks for me to say that, Ben, that I played in friggin' Pittsburgh. I know you hate him. At Ramon Foster, so I'm Rams, Don's Rams, Slay's Rams. You're Rams, but with a, kind of a caveat. Buck Rising, where are you on this? Bengals. Bengals yeah. because Matt Stafford – had he threw the death pick, Ramon? He threw See? it to, right to Whiskey Tart. He dropped it. They should not be in this. But they Super Bowl. are. But they are. They are in the Super Bowl. Either. I love but it. Listen, listen to me. All right. There is no. The Bengals have had no business in either of the three games that they've won, and I will tell you that this game they have no business in either. They'll win. Three shows in one. Love it. At Ramon Foster. At Black oh, Rising. Crazy. We've got another hour. Appreciate you, Ramon. Uh, Joe Hunt. No take doubt. It back at the station. No doubt, Babs. And don't get sensitive about Auburn. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up on him after that. <laughs>